Hi world, I'm Angela Konkin. And I'm your why guy, Jerry Visca. Welcome to our podcast. Inspiring one million whys, together. Woohoo! <laughs> so who's Jerry? Well, he's formally educated in architecture, a branding expert, author of 18 books, and today focuses all of his awesome creative energy on helping people answer the only question that matters. Why do I exist? Don't forget, love, I've also toured 11 countries inspiring thousands of people. Oh yeah, I forgot. And Angela happens to be the love of my life. Thanks, love. So, who's Angela? She's a trained life and leadership coach, but today focuses her energies not just on me, but on helping people train their brain through the power of meditation and, of course, touring the world with me on this inspiring mission of One Million Wise. I like to call myself the fluffy sidekick. Together, we're inspiring One Million Wise in the world. I help you ignite your deeper why, which of course I define as the world helped by you. And I help you live it, baby, by training and conditioning your mind. So this podcast is where we thought it would be cool to share more of us and the energy of this big, fat, audacious vision of inspiring one million whys. And how it all comes to life through this magical thing called why time. We'll also share how we do this together with each other, which is what I love. It's amazing. I love doing this with you, Jerry. But most importantly, this vision can only come to life together with you because we can't do it alone. And that's why we're sharing it. So thanks for tuning in. And we're back. We're for, back, baby. For podcast number 11. Just before I recorded this intro, Jerry burst out into laughter because... Yeah, I want you guys to count how many times Angela's going to say, you know. <laughs> I did that a lot in the last podcast. So in this podcast, I'm going to be more mindful. So today's topic is what starts to happen when you wake up with why, when you wake up your why. So we've shared with you on previous podcasts that Jerry and I are on this mission to inspire one million whys in the world. Woo! It's that, a beautiful vision. It's a beautiful vision and it's coming to life and it's a big reason for us creating this podcast so that we could share this vision with you and we need your help. We can't do this all by ourselves, although we've got these amazing why tribe leaders and ambassadors that are showing up. They've received why time. Now they want others to receive why time. And we've talked about that as well on other podcasts. But today, Jerry and I wanted to inspire you with what really starts to happen when you wake up with why. Are you excited? I'm very excited about this topic, lover. I know. So, you know, the first point I, I put down here, love, was what really starts to happen is this remembering of who you really are beyond the busyness, the noise, the doing, the constant state of motion that we all find ourselves in that's really kind of exhausting. But you also write about this in one of your novels, Remembering Why. So there's a remembering that starts to happen when you wake up. You want to talk about that? It's a great topic and it's a great... It's a great book and I love that title, Remembering Why, because if you start to believe that you're here for a bigger reason, so if you start to just digest that concept that, okay, 
maybe I, I am here for something bigger and I've possibly forgotten. And I know what I know for certain is we all have this deeper why in us, which I call the world helped by you. But along our journey from sort of six on, we start to forget. So it's actually a remember, our life is actually a remembering journey. And that's why I call that novel, A Wondrous Journey to Why We Exist, because I've, I've come to the realization through, through many, many years in my wisdom of life is about remembering why we're really here, remembering what our soul knew the minute that it entered this world, that it wants to experience it in the physical realm, this sensation of just being. And remembering why is about remembering who you really are, the truth of who you really are. And I go through that novel with what I call Forgotten Insights. And it's it's very, very easy. And I think what I love about this podcast and this particular topic is helping listeners remember that they're here for a reason. I love that whole notion, that whole energy of remembering who you really are. You know, having been in the self-help personal development field for probably close to 20 years now, we have thrown around this concept of who are we really? Who are you? Uh, what is our purpose? Things like that. And as if we're searching for it in something or someone outside of ourselves. And I think this whole energy of remembering who you really are and that your soul was born already knowing helps us to kind of cut ourselves some slack, almost relax, exhale, and just allow ourselves to remember. It's amazing. It's very cool. It's I a very love cool. It. It's a fresh concept, right? It's a fresh approach towards self-development. And you're right, it's not a concept. You know, we like creating fresh concepts. And for the first part of my journey, I was writing a lot around creating and, and getting to it and really developing yourself and developing your life. But then it, as the more and more I got into this deeper why, I, I realized that I was starting to remember who I really was. Mm -hmm. You know, I was starting to remember, for instance, the things that brought me joy something that we all know deep inside of us. And as I was de delivering more and more why time, people would say to me, I don't remember what my joy is. And you, you almost feel sad for them because that one inner thing, that inner light, that inner knowing, that GPS of just your joy, which is the foundation of your deeper why, the fact that you struggle to remember that is another reason why that concept of remembering why and once you start to remember it becomes this wondrous journey it's like i'm awake and i love this wake up what do you do when you first wake up you have a cup of coffee well it's easy to go through life being asleep you know you're in this in this world but are, are you really living it and wake up with why is really like a jolt of high high octane caffeine you know I recall the story that you share with a lot of people on your whole waking up journey, love, when you, it was like you pulled off to the side of the road, you were living like all of us, like I did as well, this very disillusioned life, chasing after what really didn't matter, feeling unfulfilled, overwhelmed, numbed out, it's the human condition really, and all of a sudden, it's almost like your soul was kind of defibrillating you. You had to literally pull off to the side of the road. Well, I didn't know who I was. Mm. And it's interesting because this last two days of this week, I've sent out a message to 
a whole bunch of Y timers with a think card, you know, one of my earlier, earlier creations. And I sent them a question called what will bring meaning to your life? And I, I think about that time when I pulled off the side of the road and I quite literally heard my soul say, wake up, listen, you know, what's going to bring meaning to your life? And what's going to bring meaning to my life was answering that question. The only question that becomes the foundation for everything. Why am I here? Yeah. And you know, we throw around these concepts like meaning, purpose, living a life of joy as if they are kind of like, well, that would be nice. But look at what's happening in our world. We're destroying our world by not living our joy, by not living with a sense of purpose and knowing how we help the world, which is the foundation of why, how the world is helped by you. So helping people really understand that, we believe, and so many more are coming to believe, that this will really actually help to change the trajectory of our world, which is why we're helping people get urgent about it and shift from, well, it would be nice, to it's a necessity. Your soul wants to remember, you know, in this lifetime. It seeks to remember it. Well, if you take this concept on a global scale, I was thinking about that this morning on a, on a really long contemplative walk during the sunrise there. On a global level, we've forgotten why we're really here collectively. We, we've, and it's very easy if we stay on this trajectory, this trajectory of consuming more, pursuing more, chasing more, this connection age that we've allowed ourselves to be just completely swallowed up in, we're, we're forgetting at a rapid rate of what it means to be human and what it means to be human to connect to the fundamental spirit and the lightness of, of our soul, our soul's purpose, is truly the greatest gift you can give someone. So, you know, one million whys in a very noisy world is a really big deal. You know, it's like one million lights all of a sudden being turned on in a very dark area of the world, so. And one million lights all of a sudden being turned on when you are really ignited with how the world is helped by you, you automatically, it's almost instinctively, want to reach out and inspire others with that. You call that love a new ROI for the world. Yeah, we're meant to remember, again, I come back to the global contribution. We're all meant to reach out to one another. This ROI, we, we've really lost it. We, we think we've gone down this path and we've allowed for centuries kings and uh you know, medieval, started out the medieval days. Even earlier. Allowing us to be consumed by financial, some kind of financial gain, power, control, pursuit. When, if you look at all of this, and we're all part of it, maybe we just went down the wrong train, like the wrong path. We got on the wrong track. You know, we took this train to massive growth and industrialism. I mean, wow, look at you know, look at look at what we're doing right now, recording on this on this beautiful Mac with this incredible equipment, and, and that's all great. But to what to what cost? You know, are we losing sight of reaching out and inspiring one another to return to this light of being? And it'll be revealed to us towards the end of our end of our lives. But why not why not celebrate humanity now by reaching out and inspiring others to answer that question and to remember why we're really here? Yeah. It's a big, huge gift. And both Jerry and I also have children. I mean, I have a daughter who she is now, you know, really discovering who she is. 
She's probably not yet defining it as her why, but I want what I want most for her and I know what you want most for your kids as well, Jerry, is to not get caught up in this pursuit, this endless busyness and noise, and then wake up when you're 40 or 50. That, that state of being is not serving us. So this is such a powerful concept, this waking up to why and what actually starts to happen. So another point I thought we'd talk about is when you start to wake up with why, an inner strengthening starts to occur. I love that, an inner strengthening. We keep seeking for everything in our external world to light us up, to fill us up, to give us the answers. When, as we start waking up to why, this almost, you know, beautiful inner strengthening starts to occur. I know we're seeing that in Why Timers Love. You know, a few in particular, like Chris Saunders, who has been in our life for a while. But you want to speak to that inner strengthening? Well, it's like riding a bike. I mean, when you first jump on your bike, you're not going to really know what you're doing. And most people won't jump in and leap in with, first of all, they don't have the belief that the way is going to reveal itself. And certainly during Y time, they want to immediately know all the steps. But there's this need to just strengthen yourself. Um, on the inside and I often say when that that inside voice which when it becomes more powerful more profound than anything external where you don't need people to tell you hey good job you know you're on the right track you're doing great when that's not gonna happen well we haven't created a world that's gonna allow that to happen first of all we haven't even created a world to help you remember why and there's many reasons for that I go back to the conditioning of our built-up world is all around on the backs of of the need for power and the need for control. Just look around, the need for fear. I mean, why is you know two thirds of the world um, struggling and living in poverty and living in fear and living you know day to day? Why is that happening? Why is this the world that we were meant to create? A world that is so afraid to to leap in and yeah, people like Chris Sanders and you know why timers that have started to strengthen that belief. It's it's really a strengthening of your belief and it's. You know, earlier this morning, I shared the, the four pillars of the creative process. And the second one is belief. And, you know, love starts to really strengthen that inner belief. When you start to love, wow, I really love who I am. And not be so hard on yourself that you don't know. You know a lot of white timers, when they first get on the call with me, they're so hard on themselves because they haven't known. And I, I, I want to know what the right path is for me, what I should be doing. First of all, your deeper why is not a doing thing. You know, there's going to be inspired actions that are going to start to occur but this inner strength is going to just create this shield around you this this light of strength and and when they're it's no different when, they're, when you're meditating with with you on the symphonies for the mind you start to really just become this incredible pillar of strength and people around you look at you and they and they say things like, wow, you're you're so confident because you're you're starting to lead yourself. And the more that you step into it, the more and more those doorways open and reveal new doorways to your soul that you didn't even realize. Wow, I didn't even know I had that in me. Yeah, so this inner strengthening does begin to occur when you wake up with why, but what we are seeing with more and more why timers is they're magnifying that by intentionally 
conditioning their mind and connecting with their heart through the power of meditation. I know you will not let a day pass without, you know, beginning your day with that practice. It's so pivotal and it just magnifies that inner well, strength which you need to navigate through this world. I think there's a more need, you know, my my meditation practice has evolved over the years and the world has become even noisier. You know, so an example like tonight I have an inspiring talk that I'm that I'm delivering. So my meditation this morning was really connecting, you know, this connection of my soul to the soul of the universe. But then going through the the emotion of what it would feel like to be delivering this talk tonight. And I learned this a long time ago as an athlete when I was a com- competitive ranked tennis player that you know you really need to see the end result of what it is that you want to experience. And I feel that. We've created a world where we're not allowing ourselves to to dream bigger. You know, there's there was a concept that I had written a while ago. Like, why aren't we dreaming bigger? Why aren't we? Why are we not allowing ourselves to see a bigger dream for ourselves, a bigger picture? Because of of fear, and we start to lose ourselves by just giving in to the easy path. And what doesn't help, I mean, I don't want to go on a rant, but what doesn't help is when people are saying. You can do this in five days and five easy steps and success is just around the corner and hey, join my thing over here. And, How's and we, that working? <laughs> it's not working. And we start to, we, we get further and further away from this remembering. So I bring it back to, to this remembering. And this world has become very noisy. So I can't imagine starting my day without meditating, without stilling my mind, without thanking God, without thanking the universe, without thanking myself for becoming the thing that I was seeking, which is kind of what is ironic because that, that earlier note you mentioned when I pulled over on the side of the road, I remember asking myself, what am I seeking? And most people won't give themselves permission to ask themselves because they're, they're going at such a fast rate. And I often say that waking up with why generates momentum. And that's what it's about. It's about getting on the right track, boarding the right train. Hopefully it's a first class via one like we like to take, right? Where you mm-hmm. get the treats. But it's it's get you can go your whole life and you're you're looking around you're like, "Well, this this isn't the world that I was that I wanted to create." You know, cuz you're on the wrong track and you haven't allowed yourself you just haven't given yourself permission to ignite that deeper why. Yeah, so after people's why um, it, after it's ignited, usually through Y time, this magical thing that we've been talking about as well on on previous podcasts. So this inner strengthening starts to happen, but new levels of it is required. So some Y timers will say, "Well, how how's this going to happen?" And they might start to seek validation from the external world, people around them that are not ignited with Y. Well, that's not working. So an inner a new level of inner strength is required. And so that, it starts to happen through why, but new levels of it is required. So that's where meditation comes in as such a foundational yeah, habit I think that to the, get uh, into. You know, there's two things that Angela and I love doing. It's igniting your why and living your why. Mm-hmm. The inner strength is connected. The inner conditioning, really, it's a conditioning, is the living it. Yep. And meditation is definitely like right up there at the top. For me, it's continually reading really inspiring works. You know, it's um, connecting to 
to my to my creative self on a continual basis you know it's not just allowing that's why i don't like to go to a lot of things that are you know very conversational around concepts like oh how's the weather like i want to i want to surround myself with people and it's another reason why i love to create retreats like why intensives mm -hmm. where i want to get i want to get to some new levels of depth with people right? you love to connect with people which is why we we joke don't invite us to a party not expecting us to ask people questions like what lights up your soul what are you passionate about we'll never especially jerry will never lead with what do you do uh, he, yeah what do you do for a living <laughs> i hate that question and it's funny because if you look at people in a, in an event at an event or in some kind of party and you ask that and people are being asked that question their body language shifts mm -hmm. because they don't first of all even believe that they're on the right path they don't really like what they're doing they don't really want to talk about it they kind of cross their arms they change the subject but imagine imagine asking a question hey what are you really excited about what are you passionate about and what will get you leaping out of bed wow that's a great question i've never been asked that before you know it's funny how many people say to me it's probably the best compliment for me is you ask me things that no one ever asks me and I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. That's why he's called the why guy. <laughs> this is a really great conversation. We hope you're enjoying it because we certainly are. So the next point here is we're going to talk about, you know, when you start to wake up with why, this verse that's inside all of us, it's, it's you, your creation, starts to become clear. You know, we're all here to contribute a verse, our verse. And most of us know this. We, we know this. We, there's an inkling within us. But we go our whole lives searching for it. So when you start waking up with why, you start to begin to know the verse you are here to create. And I know, love, one of your favorite brands, Apple, uh, you know, we love them. They're a very creative company, but there's a commercial about that or a, a, a little video they've created about we are all here. What verse will you create? Well, first of all, what I love about there's certain companies that I love. I love why they exist. I, I love how they're connected to their deeper purpose. So I remember seeing the Steve Jobs movie, the founder, and not, not that he was necessarily maybe the, the nicest guy to everybody around him. But it was what attracted me to him and to, into the company was they knew why. He wanted to create something, tools that connected with your heart. He, they didn't just want to create bits and bytes and lead with features and benefits. And this commercial that came out a few years ago with the late Robin Williams, which I really loved and I admired Robin Williams. He, he does this incredible, um, the narration of the commercial is actually right from Dead Poet Society mm. when Robin Williams is talking about Whitman, Whitman's poem, and the, the importance of humanity contributing a single verse. It, you know, it's like a symphony. You, you know, one instrument's not working. It's, it's all going to fall apart. And that we do have this verse in us to contribute. Yeah, and this verse will be your legacy. It'll be your true, it's your soul smiling and waking up saying you know i really contributed that that note in that verse and that sentence and that song or that gift and that unique ability that that helped move the world forward helped advance it not that it helped build another shopping mall but it that it helped contribute to the richness of why we're really here yeah. so i do love that commercial 
so yeah, I love the way it ends. You know, what's your verse going to be? Right? What what will your verse be? That that's it. Like, what will your verse be? And I decided my verse will not be building buildings, which is what I was originally on the path. I was on the path as you know, an architecture to to be a world class architect and build buildings. Not that that's not a great noble pursuit, but my noble pursuit was I wanted to build up people. So that was my verse, and that w- that's what I'll be known. His verse was to build up people. Yeah, and you're creating it every day. So I love this that, you know, what starts to happen when you wake up with why is you start to, through this deeper why, you start to get a deeper or a sense of what this verse is that you are here to create. You know, it might not be massively clear on how that's going to all come about. We get caught up in the life-sucking house, but you start to get a sense of this beautiful verse because your why is the world helped by you. Your verse, however large or however small, that's that's so in, insignificant. Your verse is here to contribute to elevating humanity. Just look at the origin of the word universe. Mm. Universe. Wow. I know, eh? where do I pull these things from? I don't know, he just pulls them out, of, it's out of the ether. Just, <laughs> as, a, as you were sharing that, I thought of this uni, which is you. The universe wants you to contribute your deeper why, your deeper reason for being. And that is the universe. And the, this collective universe is the collection of all of us, the coming together of everyone's light to create the ultimate... Uh, the ultimate melody, you know, this understanding of, you know, I have this vision, it could be 100 years from now, assuming we haven't blown each other up and, <laughs> you know, somehow raped every single natural resource, but assuming we can actually push through it, you know, I, I envision a world long, uh, you know, long away from now where people go to almost what's called Y school and you know, helping you understand from the age of six, this is why you're here. Now let's enrich that. Well, helping you never forget it, you know. Yeah, staying connected to yeah. it, living it, igniting it, you know, finding the path that's that's allowing that gift to unfold and unfold the way it's meant to unfold. And it's just a, a very exciting world. And maybe one day they'll look back and they'll say, you know, that uh, pairing, you know, what were their names? Uh you know, they talked about why uh, Visca and and Kantgen, and they, you know, they it started off with a million these a million one million warriors of light that uh, that stood stood for something. That's our verse to contribute, love. You know, Definitely. so and I know there's a lot of thought leaders out there um, that are that really see the vision of this. That you know, even our school systems are, you know, in the future designed to help us stay connected to ourselves as creators stay connected to why we really exist as human beings and if i had my way you know it's funny you mentioned our kids uh earlier i I wouldn't if if i had to do it again i would not send my kids to a standard educational platform university college i would actually send them to take multiple courses in different countries experience different things Uh, i would definitely have them, I would rather them go to some kind of spiritual, uh, you know, spiritual educational center where they're really understanding 
the hidden mysteries of our universe. That's that's what I would send them to. You know, it's funny that you say that, love, because today, like my daughter, who I love dearly and who's out there really discovering herself as a creator and, and who she really is, she's exploring her next steps. And I said, just pull a Steve Jobs. Just go and take and do what you love. And it'll all unfold if you keep living that passion what was pull steve quote? jobs as long as you don't, as long as you don't tell her to go take lsd and <laughs> no spend her, i won't do that because it's funny because steve jobs loves talking about how it was during those times no steve jobs uh wasn't a fan of the traditional educational system he didn't know what he wanted to do and uh, he just wanted to learn and study different things that interested him like calligraphy yeah you know and it's funny because the calligraphy and the art of writing, which we're, we're quickly losing, actually led to fonts um, at the time when computers didn't have fonts. They just had like one standard font. And he wanted his programmers to create, which didn't exist, multiple fonts. But that all came from him just sitting in on a calligraphy, a calligraphy class with, that was taught by a monk, which is kind of really cool because he loved monks. So it's really cool what all that just following your joy and what really lights up your soul and your heart leads to, you know? So, so totally cool. So another thing that we wanted to talk about that will happen when you start to wake up with why is discomfort will kick in. It's not gonna be this cozy ride all the time. Yes, you will feel new levels of aliveness. You'll feel the joy that's emanating in your from your heart that's there inside. But you know what? You're going to go through discomfort. And there'll be variations of that discomfort. For Jerry and I, we had to go through massive discomfort. You know, I came from a kind of numbed out life. You know, I was caught up in the achieving, the doing, the constant doing, for goodness sakes. It was exhausting. And, you know, I had to go through massive discomfort. And even today, with what I'm creating in the world, with what we're creating, we still go through discomfort. But do we feel alive? Oh my goodness, we do. And so the discomfort has to kick in. It's not going to be this cakewalk. Discomfort is probably my greatest conversation to have. So I, I love this. It, it, you know, when an organization brings me in to do a talk, I'll always want to invoke and invite disruption because to get to the next level of your life, you're going to have to go through challenges. And it, discomfort is the only evidence of growth and growth is the only evidence of life. If you're not growing, you're not living. But I want to use an example of renovation. So I just recently built a beautiful wall unit along our wonderful condo and there was a lot of disruption and, and a little bit of chaos for a few days you know dust getting the stuff up here all the logistics you know making it fit but the end result which is what i kept holding on to was something that i knew would change the way our space flows and i like to use this example you know of of architectural concepts like renovating your life when almost everyone has gone through renovation so they can relate to this they're like, yeah, that's right. I have gone through renovation. And you're living with dust. You're living with chaos. But look at the end result when it's when it's finished. So for you to really change, for anything to change, you're going to have to, first of all, do something new that you didn't already do. Because if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, you're not going to get new results. Some people would call that insanity. 
And it's easy to stay in a routine and a rut of just playing it safe. You know, uh, and a, a good example is, here's a great example of our Tuscan retreat that's coming up. A couple seats left, nine, nine creators, right? Some people don't want to come because they've never traveled on their own. Think of the discomfort. There's discomfort there. I remember the first time I went to Italy, I was like, where do I go? How do I drive? You know, where do I rent the car? There was all these obstacles. But then when you start to push through them, you realize that was so easy. And the things that we hold ourselves back are because we don't want to feel pain. We don't want to feel challenge. We don't want to feel discomfort. We want it just to be easy. Well, if it was easy, then everybody would do it. And here's where I have to kick in, love, that although we know discomfort is growth, so all of us know this, this is a concept that is not new information, we are not conditioned as human beings to to love discomfort, to, to embrace change that has to show up in our life in order for our lives to change. And that's where this inner strengthening has to come in and preferably through meditation because it's a proven way to strengthen yourself from the inside so that you can actually take on and navigate the discomfort that is going to show up because it's going to show up. So, you know, our brain is actually not wired for change and discomfort, but it's almost like you can rewire yourself for discomfort because it will show up as you step into your why, as you step into your a more meaningful uh, life as you step into your verse, it will kick in. So you have to condition yourself from the inside. You know, I have this saying, push beyond the pain, do whatever it takes to live your dream. You know, if you put a bunch of athletes uh, together and start asking them, you know, was it really easy for you to become this gold medalist? They're going to tell you that, you know, I had to wake up at four o'clock every morning and train for four years. You know, some athletes, they get right up right up to the day of, of, of the event and they, they break their leg and they do they quit? They spend another four years conditioning again. So the discomfort is just a natural part of unfolding this this greatness that's inside of you. And when you start to just believe that it's possible, believe in your dream, push beyond this pain that's gonna show up, you're you're aware of it. And you know, coming back to what you said earlier about you had to go through discomfort, I had to go through discomfort. You know, in a parallel world, I would still be working 11-hour days in a field that I wasn't really turned on from, you know, in relationships that wasn't honoring, you know, the kind of love that I believed my soul was reminding me I I should have in my life. And I look at my life now and I think of the discomfort that I had to go through. And it was uh, sheer agony. But, you know, we don't talk a lot about that because why, why, would you, why would you want to go through that kind of agony? And our agony is nothing near some of the people that have changed the world, like Gandhi's and the Mother Teresa's, who had nothing to create the change that they've created. Can you imagine? I mean, I think of Mother Teresa. I think of, you know, people um, like Gorillas in the Mist, uh, Jane Goodalls, mm -hmm. who... The, the sacrifices that they Nelson had to make. Mandela. Oh, Nelson, how many years was in Nelson Mandela I think in prison? In 25 years. You know, so we get upset because, oh, you know, a few people didn't sign up on my team or, you know, some people said no to me. Or my marriage had to fall apart. Yeah, like, and, and we lived, you know, and I, this is, and I have a message to coaches that are listening to this. I got to tell you, find a way not to keep people stuck in their story. 
Mm. It may lead to more coaching for you because you're keeping them in that story. But I got to tell you, your story is a part of your journey. It's a part of your journey to remembering why you're here. That discomfort had to happen. And you'll keep living that lesson over and over and over until you finally get it. So focus on the only thing that matters. Why am I here? Focus on your joy, your passion. Surround yourself with people that that don't want you to play small, that fill you up. Focus on your unique gifts. You have them. That's called your, your service to others. Give it away. And focus on creating the outcomes that really mean they add richness to your life by asking yourself, what do I want others to experience? When you focus on that, that, that energy, you're not going to think back about, oh, my husband left me and, you know, I got stuck with this whole thing. You're going to be so grateful that that happened because you'll see the life that you were meant to create. I love that. And you know, what starts when you start to wake up with why, this deeper inner why will help you navigate the discomfort that will kick in, that has to kick in. It's like it becomes your GPS. So you're kind of in the storm and it's like this why, this deeper why inside you kind of becomes that GPS. Don't you feel that way? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there, there's certain triggers, things inside of us, yes, that are, um, a GPS is a great example. You, you know, you, you know where you want to go, you plug in your destination and start to drive a, a different route. And you, your GPS will say, hey, turn around, make a U-turn, you're on the wrong path. We don't listen to that inner self. We don't listen to that inner voice. And to me, there's only one voice that matters and it's our soul. Do we have the ability to listen to it? Yes. Have we been trained to do it? No. Do the school systems really care? Not really. So this is something that is inside of you. When you start to listen to it, it, it is the ultimate GPS because it's your soul, which is continually connected to the soul of the universe, the soul of something that created it. God, a higher, a higher spirit, something bigger is connected to all of us. And when we are tuned in to that, things like discomfort shows up, you know, other things like signs. And I know we were talking about signs not too long ago. Signs are meant to put you back on track, put mm -hmm. you on the right path to say, hey, you know what? Look what's showing up. That's interesting because I was focusing on that a little while ago. And, you know, just to leave off on this discomfort, maybe it's not going to happen the way you thought it would happen or the way you expected it to happen. It usually doesn't. It will rarely will it happen the way that you think it's going to happen. Why? Because the universe has different plans for how it's going to unfold. That's also not the creative process. If you have an expectation and you're like, this is, you know, that's part of controlling the universe. And we've been living that way for a long time. But as a creator, you're not meant to know exactly how it will all unfold. So that in itself is uncomfortable, you know, which is why the inner strengthening is so necessary. But well, your discomfort is also your kryptonite. And I helped one of our, our Y timers see that for all this time. He, this gentleman kept thinking that his weakness, his discomfort, if you will, was this it was keeping him down. But when you start to see that your kryptonite is your your discomfort is your kryptonite. And that that's that's what's gonna start to propel you forward because it's gonna make your unique gifts and those real talents really shine because it's those those unique gifts and those talents that you've been born with and that purpose and that drive, which you're the only one that's gonna you're the only one that's going to have that drive. And that drive is 
you know, I, you know, I said earlier in, in a video this morning that, you know, greatness doesn't just happen at the kitchen table. Like you have to seek out ways and experiences and people and and this newness of your life that you just haven't pursued. You know, most people are just unaware that they're even unaware that there's something more than just away for the weekend. And then maybe I'll have some fun. Well, how's that working for you? It's not. I know. You know, I think we're probably going to create a whole podcast on discomfort because it is, it's a huge topic. Discomfort is growth. It has to kick in how to embrace discomfort and so that you can live your deeper why. So we'll probably do that in the future, love. But Sounds I wanted good. to end this podcast. I had put down fulfillment, but I'm going to change that to what starts to happen when you wake up with why is you no longer have regrets or you will not come to the end of your life with regrets. Mm -hmm. So, you know what, of course, more meaning and fulfillment will show up along the way. Of course it will, as you start to ignite and live this deeper why, which is the world helped by you. Of course that'll happen. But, you know, it might not be, you know, massively defined and, and massively cleared and laid out for you. But what will happen for sure is that you will not get to the end of your days with regret. And I think, I remember reading in a book, I think it was by an author, Stephen Levine, One Year to Live. He had researched all these people that were dying. They were on their deathbeds. And the biggest regret of the dying was that they didn't step in. The, the biggest regret is that they had regrets, <laughs> you know? And so... I think we want to end the podcast on that note. When you start to really wake up with why, you start to live a life of no regrets. Well, that's a new book that I'm working on. Uh, and yep. it's called, it may change, but this point's called The Seven Regrets You'll Face in the End. Mm. Powerful. Yeah. So, you know, we meet so many extraordinary human beings. Like, we really are honored to meet all these beautiful human beings. And when both Jerry and I meet people, both Jerry and I, we feel this light in them. We feel this verse just bursting to come out. It's like right below the surface or for some deeper than that. We know they're all creators, but it's like with some people love, I feel that energy of regret and it saddens me. I don't want that for anybody, but I mean, I can't be the one to step into it. They've got to take that step. You know, I did it my way. <laughs> there you go. I goes. love that song. I did it my way. <laughs> and that's what, you know, hopefully you'll be putting on, somebody will be putting on your, chiseling in on your headstone is. No regrets, baby. No regrets. And he or she did it her way. Yeah. I mean, I want to live my life full out. Maybe I don't have it all figured out. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. But I remember this quote. It's really cool. I want to slide in sideways, all battered and bruised up, meaning I just want to step fully into my life, into my days, and stop this someday. And, you know, no regrets. You know, live with a wide and love with a wide open heart. Practice that every day. And so that's why we're creating this podcast. We want to share and inspire this message of one million whys with you 
And we thank you for tuning in and listening and hope that these words inspire you, that you, like all human beings on this planet, have a deeper why within you, uh, a why you exist. And it's about you just remembering. And we hope that we've contributed to that remembering. And we thank you for joining us. Thank you.